to Zeke or not to Zeke? That is the question that we must ask ourselves tonight for this Thursday night showdown. So welcome in. I'm so happy to be starting the 2021 season. And uh, some of you might know me. I'm Adam Wildy from my Dynasty content. But I'm here to take down showdown, baby. So I'll be doing the Run the Sims pod this season. And uh, let's get into some showdown content. So first, what is Run the Sims? Well, Justin Freeman and crew have put together a wonderful website that essentially runs NFL simulations. So if you go over here to runthesims.com, you go to the DIY Simulator HQ, you click on that, you're going to be taken to this page. So let's just go start to finish and look through some of the things that you can do with Run the Sims. And then I want to talk to you about how I will be using Run the Sims this season so the first thing you're going to want to do is click showdown single there are other slates that you can do other games that you can do we're going to focus on the dallas tampa bay game so you go down here click on the game and here it brings up your inputs this is where you can change things around so you've got points scored up here you've got pace uh rush rate rush td ratio and then you go down to your players zeke's got a 60 or uh dak's got a 16 percent share of the uh rushing He's got a 100% share of the passing. Obviously, we're not going to predict him to get injured. Although, if you had Marcus Mariota last year, you won a million dollars when Derek Carr got hurt. But we're not going to advise that here. So then you go down a little bit. You've got the other Dallas Cowboys. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, 60% share of the market of rushing. So you're considering, well, Zeke's got 60%. Tony Pollard's going to have himself about 21%. And then Dak's got 16 We've got something random in there, right? Keep on going down the list. You've got your Amari Cooper. He's got virtually no running because we're down into the wide receiver. So you're starting to get the point here. You've got your injuries here. We're not going to worry this week about Malik Turner or uh, Shane McKeon. Uh, it's not preseason DFS anymore, right? So we've actually got a clean bill of health on the Dallas Cowboys side of the ball. But you'll be able to jump over here, and you've got 30 points at the top for the Buccaneers. This is indicative of the 8.5-point spread that we're looking at now with Zach Martin likely to be out. I mean, and in all likelihood, he's out. He's not going to get two negative tests, you know, Thursday, the day of. So uh, you're probably going to have uh, Dallas Cowboys without their self-proclaimed best player on the team, right? So if you wanted to, you could come in here, you could drop the rush rate down because we're already looking at a phenomenal rushing defense with the Bucks, And now you're talking about Zach Martin being injured it's going to be a tough go of things. So do you paint the narrative that the Cowboys uh, abandoned the run? And that's that's fully fair. Uh, but as we'll talk about in just a few minutes, that does not mean that you need to full fade Zeke. Uh, and hopefully others do. So if you want to decrease the rush rate here, it's perfectly fine if you do. I decreased it a little bit to see what it, it would do to my, um, to my lineups. And it didn't change too terribly much and this is for the bucks so we'd actually increase the rush rate here we would decrease up here with the dallas cowboys so if you want to predict a, an absolute slaughter with the with the bucks then go ahead and up your rush rate so we've got tom brady very minuscule maybe eight percent is even maybe a little too much if you wanted to bump that down i mean that's a qb sneak if he's got 100 share of the passing so you're starting to get the point here chris godwin should be totally fine he was on the injury report for what like 20 minutes when he came up limping at on on practice uh antonio brown had mo mostly a maintenance day so he ended up on the injury report just for missing a practice for basically 
being a 31-year-old receiver in the NFL. Justin Watson looks like he's coming up on the injury report, but I don't think we were going to get that deep in this contest anyways. So if you're good with all this, if you've changed your rush rates, if you've changed your rush TD ratio, you're going to go up here and you're going to click run the Sims. This is going to simulate over a thousand contests and see what players showed up how often in the winning lineup. So the first thing you're going to want to look at is quarterback, and you want to see if there's a disparity in the quarterback and basically every other position. Because for me, if I can full fade a quarterback viably in a slate, that's something that I want to do because I'm going to get contrarian right there. I don't need to get contrarian in the rest of the lineup if I can full fade a quarterback in this matchup. 0% chance that you can full fade Dak Prescott or Tom Brady. It's not going to happen. So you're going to look right here and you're going to see 71% of the lineups that win uh, out of the thousand it, are going to have Dak Prescott in them. 71% are going to have Tom Brady in them. Look how much the total drops to Ezekiel Elliott. Between 47% winning lineups have Ezekiel Elliott to 71 have Tom Brady and Dak. So that tells me right there that I am almost definitely going to play Tom Brady and Dak Prescott in every lineup. It's not worth fading, and we're going to get contrarian elsewhere. We'll build lineups in a second, and we'll see how we can build against the crowd while still rostering Dak Prescott and Tom Brady because, as you can see here, there's no you can't full fade either of them. And as a, as a matter of fact, if you go over here to the captain MVP spot, you're still looking at a huge disparity where you know Dak's 17% of the MVPs, Tom Brady's 18.9% of the MVPs. Okay, so one-fifth of your lineups are going to have Tom Brady or Dak Prescott taking down the tournament. So if you're not going to full fade uh, Dak, you're not going to full fade Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, you're going to play both of them. We're actually looking at a great spot to get contrarian with Ezekiel Elliott in a position where we're not going to have that opportunity a lot this year to be contrarian and play a workhorse running back uh, on a high-powered offense. I mean, they were 11th in neutral passing last year, and you know they had Ben DiNucci, <laughs> Andy Dalton even. So if Dak had played last year, you'd probably see Dallas right up there with the Bucks as top five in neutral passing rate. So Ezekiel Elliott can still get there in the receiving game. So for this slater, you're going to buy into, you know, maybe Tony Pollard's better than Zeke, or you're going to buy into the fact that the Dallas Cowboys pay Zeke a ton of money. You know, he's one of the faces of the franchise. They're probably going to feed Ezekiel Elliott in positive and negative game script. So that's somebody that you like to target on showdown slates because he's not going to get game scripted out. As a matter of fact, if the Cowboys are down, as the spread indicates, we have a 53 point over under the spread is in favor of the bucks at uh, what negative 8.5. So if Ezekiel Elliott has to play more of a receiving role, that's in fact good. And you might get him at low ownership this week. However, you see right here on run the that Ezekiel Elliott is finishing in 47% of the winning lineups, which is a full 6% over CD lamb. And then you have uh 38%. He's, he's flexed in 38%, right? So, and actually the fact that he's 9,600, it makes sense to everybody. Zeke's a little too expensive. Zeke's playing against an incredible offensive line. Zach Martin's out of the game. 
well, that's an easy fade for a lot of people. And in fact, it's probably going to inflate the Tampa Bay defense a little bit because the people are going to naturally correlate the fact that if I'm going to full fade Zeke, I'm going to play the Tampa Bay defense. So you can go back and say, maybe it's a little bit closer of a game. Cowboys are a little bit more involved. Maybe they even cover. I mean, they might not have covered the six that it was originally, but since it jumped up after Zach Martin's injury, they might cover the eight and a half. And to cover that, you're probably going to need some involvement from Ezekiel Elliott. Not to mention he could punch in at the goal line at any point in time because Tony Pollard, if he's going to eat into any of Ezekiel Elliott's work, it is not going to be at the goal line. And Dak coming off of an ankle injury, it's probably going to mean that Dak isn't going to be punching it in at the goal line. So this is an excellent spot where you're going to get a workhorse running back at hopefully low ownership in a position where he should not be game scripted out. Right under him, you have C.D. Lamb. But really, I just want to go with the lowest owned of a lot of these guys because they're three deep on both sides of the ball. You're three deep with the Bucks. You're three deep with the Cowboys. And in fact, Cedric Wilson's going to, you'll see in a minute, Cedric Wilson's going to make it into a lot of winning lineups as well because if Dallas has negative game script, they're going to get more receivers involved. They might even have more four wide receiver sets. They might take tight ends off the field. So Cedric Wilson, fourth man up, might get some involvement here as well. So that's a little precursor to here in just a minute. You have a plethora of wide receiver plays, and that's why I love Michael Gallup here so much. Another reason I love Michael Gallup here is that he is 6,200. People are naturally going to want to drop from Michael Gallup to Antonio Brown, especially since there was a little bit of concern for uh, Chris Godwin, which is probably bumping up Antonio Brown's um, projected uh, roster ship just a little. His ownership is probably going to elevate because Chris Godwin was hobbled at practice. However, the books say that Chris Godwin is a full go. So there's another way that you could kind of get contrarian on the Buccaneers side of the ball. Now, Godwin's going to be very high owned, but there is going to be a natural transition to Antonio Brown for a lot of people. So if you can just bump up to the 6.2 range, get less value on Michael Gallup, he's clearly less valued than Antonio Brown. However, Michael Gallup is the type of player that when you have a fantastic defense with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, you really want that, that, that one play wonder with Michael Gallup, right? I mean, Michael Gallup just drops an 80-yard er, touchdown, and he's in optimal lineups, especially at captain, right? Because you've got 4.5% uh, of Michael Gallup at captain right here. He's in 26 total. That's right around the range where you still feel okay about it. You still feel pretty good. That doesn't mean that we're never playing Tony Pollard here at 13%. doesn't mean we're never playing Giovanni Bernard, who's only $2,000 at 12%. But... You see a clear cliff right here from 26 to 15. And the first thing that I wanted to highlight is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 15. Because so many people are going to see Zach Martin out and just want to jam in the Tampa Bay defense. And Tampa Bay is an incredible defense, but at high ownership, that's not when you want to be pumping the defense. I mean, you, you can play Tampa Bay for sure, and they are a good play, but when they're going to be high ownership and they're only appearing in 15% of the optimal lineups, it's not the week to be hammering away at defense. I mean, sprinkle them in, sure, but you're not going to plant your flag on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. So after you've gone through this and really, really try to understand it, because this is how I'm using the Run the Sims website this year. I don't want it to do 
all of my work. I want it to point me in a direction. I want it to say that I have a blind spot here. Or uh, for instance, I felt like I wasn't going to be in on Ezekiel Elliott to start this week. And now that so much you know negative narrative has surrounded him, and then you come over here and you start doing your work on Run the Sims, and you see that he's landing in a whopping 47% of the optimal lineups, you kind of change your mind and start to think about it a little bit. And I really do hope that we get a receiving game from Ezekiel Elliott. I would love to see a seven-target game for Zeke at low ownership. So after you've gone through your optimal results, you can click here on your custom lineups. So what this tells me is out of all of the Sims that I ran, this lineup appeared as the best lineup 10 times. That's Captain Michael Gallup, Flex Craig Zerline, Flex Ezekiel Elliott, Flex Amari Cooper, Flex Chris Godwin, Flex Dak Prescott. So my favorite play of the week was Michael Gallup before I ever clicked this button. That's what I want to happen when you come over to use runthesims.com. I don't want you to come in with my favorite play is whoever's captain on the most frequent optimal lineup. Come into it with an idea, but be willing to change your idea as you plug and play through the website. So Michael Gallup was my my favorite play of the of the week. I love getting that home run. You know, your your Mike Williams type of player in showdown because they tend to be less owned and they can change the whole slate in one play. I don't necessarily agree with the Greg Zerline addition to the most frequently optimal lineup just because his ceiling is so capped and even a 20-point game out of your kicker at his price, 4,200-ish, it's not going to be enough to really be in the optimal lineup unless this game plays out in a totally different manner, which if you've been playing Showdown for a while, you see that a lot. And in fact, we're going to talk about contrarian builds in just a second as to why you can just build, you know, a Cowboys blowout if you want, and you might end up w taking it all down. Um, that's the joy of showdown. That's why I'm here. That's why we love it, because things could go way different than we thought. So you see in the first two optimal builds, they're both onslaughts. They're both Cowboys onslaughts. So that's predicting that Dallas is playing from behind. And that, you know, the Bucks got Rojo punched in a touchdown, uh, Leonard Fournette punched in a touchdown, and O.J. Howard caught one. And then they're playing from a lead, you know, most of the game. That's how you build this lineup. That's how you build your Cowboys onslaught. If you come down just a little bit, you start getting into the the opposite. So maybe just the Bucks just put the beat down on and win 40 to 9. <laughs> you know, then you've got Tom Brady, Jalen Darton, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown running back with Ezekiel Elliott. So you've got the Bucks one slot, and then you've got a uh, game script independent Ezekiel Elliott. So it could go either way. If the Bucks are playing from behind, this is a good lineup. If the Bucks are just absolutely battle to the metal uh, foot on the throat, you've got Ezekiel Elliott in negative games, game script playing from probably not 40 behind. That's when we would get more Tony Pollard, but probably something like 21 behind. That's where you'll see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. So you want to stay around this range, 10, 8, 7. You get a lot of 7s, 6, and then you're going to see a ton of 5s. 
right? So any of these fives are just this, this five is no more viable than this five. Okay. So I don't want you to go through, just download your CSV and just go plant it into DraftKings because when you have a hundred fours, how do you know which one of, of the hundred was, you know, the best lineup for you or, or how was it better than the first four? Um, how was Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Dak Prescott, Ronald Jones, Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady any better than Ronald Jones, Captain, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Amari, and Dak. But the thing that I like is a lot of these lineups end up being pretty structurally sound. So you have, you know, if you're running Ronald Jones as captain, you're probably going to want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's probably been a bit of a massacre. Maybe Ronald Jones punched in too, right? So then you've got the Cowboys playing from behind. I'll say it again, Ezekiel Elliott, game script independent, and then Dak and his two top receivers. Makes total sense. Fits. It's beautiful. Um, scroll back up here. Look at something like, okay, so you've got both your quarterbacks, which we saw is almost necessary. Not quite necessary because you're always going to get an edge if you fade one of the quarterbacks, and you just hope that Tom Brady only throws for one. But in this instance, you've got Tom Brady at captain, Dak, Jalen Darton, Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper, and Chris Godwin. And basically what you're saying here is that you're going to get a fourth option involved maybe later in the game. And what does Jalen Darton need to pay off? Uh, two, two for 40, something like that, would be plenty for Jalen Darton to play off in a lineup where Tom Brady is your captain. So there's another situation where you can capitalize on having basically the best captain option in your captain spot and still get a little unique with the Jalen Darton punt. Let's do a little bit of DraftKings lineup building. So I'm going to take what I learned over there. You will take a CSV and you will put it into DraftKings and you will pick the best plays out of the lineup optimizer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through and I'm going to pick which ones fit my narratives. I'm going to make sure that if I say for this lineup, I am deciding that the Cowboys are going to blow the Bucks out. I'm going to make sure it fits that. But what I want to do is build some of my own lineups just to keep myself honest. Because when you get into week eight and you guys have been listening to me go through the awesome Run the Sim site every week, how many people are just going to go? I mean, You've seen other sites where subscribers all take the same lineup and then 50% of the field is splitting the cash cash line because everyone had the same lineup. So that's not going to help you. That's not how you're going to want to use this. Maybe it'll work in week one or two, but down the road, if you just take a plug and play, you might be matching quite a few people. So take what you did over there. Come mess with some builds. So we want to put Tom Brady at captain. And basically, run back Dak Prescott. Most of my lineups are starting just like this. Either Tom Brady, Prescott, or we'll go Prescott, Tom Brady. So in captain, if I want to put Prescott, I'm 100% of the time running back um, at least one pass. Actually, almost always two pass catchers. The only time I'm going to do one pass catcher is if there's rushing upside at the quarterback position for my captain spot. If I'm playing someone like Jalen Hurts, then I might only run back Rager, something like that. But I don't foresee Dak rushing very much coming off of the 
gruesome ankle injury that he just healed off of. So with that being said, I'm going to assume that Michael Gallup is the lowest owned Cowboys wide receiver. So I'm going to throw him in. And then I'm going to look at Ezekiel Elliott as a pass catcher this week. That's just how I'm going to play this lineup. Maybe he punches one in and that'll be fantastic for me. But in my head, when I build this lineup, Ezekiel Elliott is my second pass catcher. So when you're going to run that back, what, what's going to have to happen for Dak to really go off. It's probably going to be, well, Tom Brady's going to have to go to some receiver to get ahead, right? So you've got Antonio Brown. Now you're going to have to come down here and punt. Scotty Miller's an interesting play, but I'm actually going to go with Cedric Wilson for a third pass catcher. I think that if you're going to get into some four wide receiver sets, and we talked about it earlier in the show that I would get to Cedric Wilson, it's because if Dallas gets – there's not a lot with Jarwin and Schultz right now. I I believe that Schultz just isn't a productive receiver. Uh, he, maybe he's a fine tight end, but he's not a productive enough receiver. I do believe Blake Jarwin is a productive enough receiver to stay on the field, but maybe not quite yet. Maybe he's not quite back to speed with the injury. Otherwise, he wouldn't have split first team reps with Dalton Schultz in the preseason. So, I mean, if you don't want to buy into that, then you can put um, Blake Jarwin in. You can say maybe the Cowboys were messing around and – they got their heads on right now. Blake Jarwin's running with the ones at you know a massive clip, but I would just avoid the tight end position for the Cowboys and just say that they're going to have to take them both off the field and run four wide receiver sets to try to keep up with Tampa Bay in this one, especially since that Tampa Bay defense is going to be incredible. So this is a lineup I don't mind building right here because you've got the third and fourth option for the Cowboys, but they should get plenty of of involvement. And then Ezekiel Elliott might be low owned for as expensive as he is. So you have Zeke there as that little hedge, and then you've got to run Tom Brady with a receiver. So Antonio Brown fits, but I don't mind at all swapping to something like uh, something like if you want to go Godwin, you're going to have to move uh, off of Zeke. So if we're going to go up here, let's find Godwin. Sir Godwin in. I, Godwin's a fantastic play just because he had the Q tag, and especially in weeks where, um, you know, it's the first week back, you're going to have a lot of people that are just excited for football, and that's definitely good for them. But maybe they're not going through and doing doing the work, and they saw the Q tag for Chris Godwin, and they say, well, why would I play Chris Godwin? Um, maybe that takes a few points off his ownership. I definitely wouldn't bank on it but it would be nice to see. So now you're 2,400 over. Like I said, we're probably going to have to get rid of Z, great. So come down here and essentially Leonard Fournette probably going to avoid. I, I, my bias is that Rojo is going to be the guy to start. So what I actually want to do when I can fit Zeke, or um, I apologize when I can fit Leonard Fournette, most people just click right here. You just click. I just click Leonard Fournette. He's in my lineup. I enter the Millie. So just go down here while you still have 7,600 available and find Rojo. Put Rojo in a lineup that Leonard Fournette fits in. Leave the 2,200 in a large field tournament. And bam, how much leverage did you just give yourself? Because people who have the same lineup as you, they played Leonard Fournette. Because it is a it is a toss-up. It's 50-50 if Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette are going to be the guy on any given week. And not to mention, you might get plenty of... Uh, Gio Bernard. So I love when you see an option like Leonard Fournette that fits perfectly and it's going to leave 200 left and everybody wants to spend all their money. Okay. You see 2,200 left on the table and you start changing things. 
just leave it. Just leave it for a large field tournament, right? And if you're a little uncomfortable with it, I mean, I still love the lineup, but we can see what other options we might get if we take Cedric Wilson out of the lineup. I mean, you're not going to run the Cowboys. You might run O.J. Howard, potentially. Um, you could hedge a little and play two running backs to, to get that exposure. So you bumped up from Cedric Wilson to Giovanni Bernard, and you still got you know two Buccaneers running backs to go with Chris Godwin. But the only problem with this is now you're not running back multiple receivers for Dak. So how does Dak pay off a captain? What you could do is just a quick swap to Brady. So in this lineup, I'm going to go Brady and swap Dak down here. Damn. So now we've got Brady passing to Godwin, Bernard, and Rojo maybe pumping into there to finish out the game. And then Dak and Gallup playing catch up because Gallup's going to see the field a ton to try to keep up with this Tampa Bay offense and try to um, basically scave the Tampa Bay defense because it's, I mean, Amari and CD are both elite. So I don't want you to think that these couple lineups that I built with you guys means that um, I'm fading CD or Amari in any way. They're just, they're obviously good plays due to volume. And if you want to bet on the Tampa Bay defense without actually playing the Tampa Bay defense at high ownership, then you can maybe just assume that, CD and Amari get blanketed as much as you know they can get blanketed, and in that case, um, you've got your Michael Gallup, right? So I just wanted to build some lineups and show that just running, just taking this download C CSV button, perfectly viable if that's what you want to do. But you might be matching the field quite a bit, so it's really easy to go through the process that I went through with you, and then go build some of your own lineups and see what you really like, what really came out when you built the lineups on your own after you did the research over here at Run the Sims. The last thing we have to look at is your projections. So right here is just flat-out medium projections. Tom Brady for 22, Dak for 22. And the really cool thing is, so you have both of them here at 22 uh, fantasy points, medium projection. Zeke's all the way down here at 17, right? And then Chris Godwin's down here at 15. That actually shows up in your optimal results. So Dak and, and Brady were both projected for 22. They're both in 71% of lineups. Zeke is your next best option. He's a two-point decrease in medium projection. And you see him down here all the way at 47%. So I really don't mind starting a bulk of your lineups with these three. Or skip Zeke, start with CD, and Chris Godwin. Um, because you have the 40 and up club. I mean, interchange these four right here. They're all four names that you're going to want to have in your lineup. Um, Mike Evans might be somebody that you want to have in your lineup. That he, he might be somebody that on Friday, I'm wondering why I wasn't more exposed to Mike Evans. The, the problem with Mike Evans is just going to be that maybe he's just going to see more Trayvon Diggs. Is Trayvon Diggs really going to stop Mike Evans? No, that's not what I'm trying to sell you. I'm just saying if you have to differentiate between the three, what are you going to pick? You know, you don't have an, unless you have, you could enter 150 and you could actually just evenly distribute the three of them. But in my opinion, I'm just going to go Godwin Brown. Also think that Mike Evans might be the most owned to the general public. So I'm just going to probably end up with a lot more Godwin. Uh, I will play Evans. I'm not saying full fade him, but I just see it. You know, why am I paying 9,200 for 
Mike Evans when I could probably get less ownership and more production for Chris Godwin, not to mention he made it in 40% of the lineups. That's a whole 10% more lineups than Mike Evans made it in. And Godwin is making it into 10% of the captain. Mike Evans is only making it into 5% of the captain spot. So if you, you, you need probably the third, fourth highest score in your captain spot to take down a tournament. Why are we going to bet on the most owned and highest expensive wide receiver for the bucks? That's where I'm at with Mike Evans. I'm a similar spot with CD lamb. CD lamb's gotten all the hype. The only thing with CD lamb is that he's slightly less expensive than Amari Cooper, but we don't need that $200. And if they're both the same and Amari Cooper has been hobbled in the off season, it might be a chance to take Amari Cooper for a little bit of a discount in ownership under CD Lamb. They're both going to come in extremely high owned. Everybody's going to be stacking the Dallas Cowboys offense. So if you're going to try to get contrarian there, it's going to have to be with someone like Cedric Wilson down here who makes it just barely by the skin of his teeth. Um, 12% flex, no, virtually no MVP slash captain consideration. <clears throat> Excuse me. So to end it out, I just want to reiterate on the Bucks running backs. Um, <clears throat> so you have Giovanni Bernard at 22,000. He seems like a great option, but I do believe that injury is real for him. Um, Leonard Fournette can do a lot of the things that Giovanni Bernard can do for the first week at least. Towards the end of the year, it's going to be all Giovanni Bernard in the red zone, in rushing situations. Uh, like like rushed offensive situations, you know, the two-minute drill, that's going to be Giovanni Bernard. But for now, I think that there's a the chance that Giovanni Bernard just kind of takes it easy week one. Um, and that's because he had a legitimate, what, a mild high ankle sprain. What does that even mean, you know? So maybe you see a little bit of a fade for Giovanni Bernard. And in that sense, at 2000, I don't think that I want to play him too terribly much when I feel like Leonard Fournette or... Ronald Jones can pick up the slack in that sense. Uh, does that mean that Ronald Jones does a little bit more of the receiving work? I actually think that that probably means Ronald Jones still takes first and second down and Leonard Fournette stops eating into that and maybe gets some of the third down stuff. Hopefully Ronald Jones is still getting the goal line work. So Ronald Jones is my favorite of the three. I will sprinkle in some Leonard Fournette. As I showed you earlier, if you have the money for Leonard Fournette and you're feeling spicy and want to go with Ronald Jones, just leave the money on the table. The lineup already looked good with Cedric Wilson. You you just leave it and you're going to have, you know, instead of splitting first with 50 friends, you might take it all down. So that with that being said, I'd like to say good luck to everybody. Thank you so much for coming out and joining me today. And I look forward to doing this with everybody the rest of the year. Have a good one and enjoy